what would be possible for us if we activated some of what science once called junk DNA? Maybe it's cosmic DNA. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and show creator, producer, Mario Rosales, and I really appreciate the time you spend with us on each episode. We hope you're getting a lot out of it. You must be telling your friends because we keep growing. Thank you for that. And show us a little financial support too. We love that. It keeps us going at journeyofpossibilities.com support. As I said, we are growing. We're now available on all kinds of places, iHeartMedia, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, podcast players, and of course the entire library is always free at journeyofpossibilities.com. We also listen to your request for video. You can watch this interview or any of the others recently done at youtube.com slash Cheryl Sitz. We're just growing that too. Let us know what you think. We love your feedback. And joining us in just a few moments, Eva Marquez. Mario, you're always updating the astral fractal formula in the coolest ways. Can you tell us about what we can gain from that and how we can use it? The astral fractal is your birth date and name in a fractal format based on a formula that I created. And that creates the fractal, what I consider to be the soul fold print of your, of, of your soul based on all that information. You can use it for meditation and kind of look at it and just ponder some of your things you're going through. Or sometimes if you just need to go deeper, look at some sections of the fractal, the astral fractal that I create for you. And just what is that point in life? Because it, the astral fractal is a representation of your entire life. And when you look at them, if you go to astrofractal.com and look at them, you can see there's like little ups and downs on the edges and that kind of stuff. And I can even do readings for you there, but you definitely can read it yourself. It's just a matter of just looking at it, concentrating, meditating, or even, you know, just print it out and make it into a big format. Or you can also buy the frame one that I have there and use it somewhere where you can just be in silence even put a black light on it. Who knows? It might look really cool under a black light. And there's so many possibilities about it. And it's you. So it's like looking in the mirror. And seeing the beauty of even the most complex and sometimes difficult parts of our lives. It's all there. That's the beauty of it. It has so much depth in it that I can almost see every part of our being, you could say. I can see, I might not know the specifics, but I can see in the fractals where there is something going on in this time or something going on around this time. Uh, and it's really fun for me to see these astral fractals because everybody is different. There's not one that's alike. And then out of that, you also get a little certificate with your own unique number that you get out of it. And that number, nobody has that. Astrofractals.com. Eva Marquez is a spiritual consultant, healer, teacher, and writer with Pleiadian Starseed Ancestry. She works with her guides, Lights of the Universe, who are a collective group of light beings from various star nations. She teaches online workshops on Starseed DNA activation and Atlantean soul healing and offers private sessions to assist you with healing and raising your vibration. I've had those, by the way. They're awesome. So today she joins us to discuss her brand new book called Activating Your Cosmic DNA. We've put a link where you can purchase this book right here on the podcast description and a small gratuity in the form of an affiliate fee comes back to us to keep the show going. So thank you for that. 
A few years ago, Eva and I had the pleasure of co-creating a global meditation and a supporting Facebook group called Harmonic Convergence 333. It gave me the opportunity to know her better and I just treasure the friendship that's grown from that. I know you're gonna love her too, or maybe you're just now meeting me and you're here because Eva's here. Either way, we welcome you. Hi, Eva. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I love any chance to connect with you. You know that. <laughs> oh, me too. It's just, you know, those past several years now that I know you has been just so wonderful. You brought so much of joy and growth in my life. So thank you. Oh, I feel the same about you. I love it when I get together with my Starseed family. It's so fun. Excellent. Your book was very special, Eva. I I just loved it. And I, I kind of can't wait to dive in. You know, it's interesting at the beginning, you talk about how some star seeds are like afraid to dive in or they're afraid that maybe they're going to get their they're going to turn into their alien form if they go into their star seed essence or um i've also seen the opposite people that would rather live in their star seed aspect than their human side so what do you say to people that just aren't sure what to do with this whole star seed human experience well i think that when we find that we are the star seed the first thing that we need to realize that we, we can find anything about ourselves and figure it out how that starseed experience that we had will become a human experience. Because I think that is the really important lesson for us to, to show the others that we don't have to be afraid and scared of how we may look like or who it is up there that we're going to connect with. The, I think that one of the reason, original reason, that I started to work with the star seeds, as what Palladian says, it's as to take away the fears, the fears of what we're going to become, where are we going to go, what are we going to connect with, and make it normal. I like that. And sometimes people say, you know, I know I'm a star seed and I want to go back. I don't want to be here. I've met a lot of those. And sometimes I've felt that way myself. Like, I just don't, could I go somewhere else? I'm not sure this is where I want to be in these tumultuous times. So I like how you talk in the book about why is it important for us to be here now? Well, because we came here to assist the humanity in evolution. We came, we decided to stay here several thousands of years ago. And every time we are born and we awaken in our energy, we are literally ahead of the evolutionary line of the anybody else. So naturally, yes, we feel that, oh gosh, I'm different and I remember home. And there's a lot of people, star seeds now, who want to go home, who are just done with being the human and it's like, can I go tomorrow? Can I buy the spaceship yes. ticket and go? <laughs> and the it's not a good solution, in my opinion, because again, we have undertaken this journey to show humanity that we are all growing into multidimensional beings. Human beings have been designed to become multidimensional beings, and they are getting closer to that timeline where we all will be traveling among the stars, whenever it is in our soul-mind consciousness or in our real body. And I think we need to get ready for it. And that's why we are here. We are the ground crew right the boots on the ground and i think that we need to realize that we decided to stay here because we loved humanity and we need to find how we will love our human self before 
we go home, because how we can, even if we can go home tomorrow, how we can help and assist humanity in the evolution when we did not love the human experience. Yes. And most of us have been here for a while. We've been through several experiences here. You go into that in the book, you talk about Lemuria and Atlantis and Egypt and the book does a wonderful job of showing us why certain things may be resonating for us now because we actually had experiences at that time you want to talk a little bit about that why you go into that in the book what the relevance of that is to now because i think it's it is important um that i think when when i write about it or when people hear about it it brings back the memories so First, as these alien species who came to explore the earth, we started in the Lemuria. And we know that this Lemurian energy is so strongly awakening. And so is Atlantean Egyptian. The West Coast of the USA is so infused in the Lemurian energy right now. And so is interestingly enough, Japan, what I heard. And you know what I'm recently uh, exploring, very fascinating kind of the way. And uh, East Coast of the USA is so infused in the Atlantean energy. And so we start feeling it and we start remembering it more. And so then we need to look in that past. Okay, we have been here in the Lemuria. Lemuria has been in this beautiful um, female-centered kind of the civilization, very peaceful, very soul-heart-centered. And then we look at the Atlantis, which was very mind-centered, let's say, in the heavy infuse in this masculine kind of the energy. And if we take that step back, you know, it's just like, oh, the Lemuria didn't work out and so much happened and Atlanteans did this, this, and that happened. They want to literally, you know, us to take a step back and it says, look, you experimented both of this civilization because many of us did. Whenever we decided after Lemuria to stay in the uh, Atlantis or go and have a life inside of the inner earth. And so we want to look at it. What is the lesson that we have learned? You know, it's not only that we're bringing back our knowledge and technology. I think that we have learned that if we have only heart-centered civilization, it's not going to survive as much yes. as beautiful. And I think we all remember this Lemuria, like, if I cannot go to Pleiades, can I at least go to Lemuria, <laughs> you know, with all this? But we do... We are the creatures in all universe that have a heart-mind connection, and we need both. And we try that. We try to isolate one or the other. And we go into the Atlantis, the Atlantinian greatness. And I have some very good memories, too, from the Atlantis um, before, you know, the destruction. It was very mind-centered, so it was more in the masculine energy. It's not going to work out. Now, in the age, we try to collect all the knowledge and information sort of like the data and the research and in the future because we know that the earth is part of the cycle and the patterns and the patterns do either repeat or the patterns can be changed and that's i think why you and i and those before us work on the harmonic convergence really hard so we can change the patterns so if we as a star seeds remember these two cultures or two civilizations we can look okay it's happening again. If we as a Lemurians and Atlanteans are awaking at the same time, recognizing that we are the stars who live here, that means we have a chance to create another 
um, let's say, evolve civilization as we, it's not the different kind, we, we evolve into different kind of the civilization. So what would be the cross between the Lemurians and Atlantinians? You know, Lemutians? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I never talk about the word until now, you know. Lemutians. <laughs> One day they says, okay, they have a Lemuria, they had Atlantis, they had Egypt. They had a dark and golden ages. And then Lemutians came out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, let's say, can be the second Maya or so much on. I think that we we remember that, that we can find this hard mind consciousness, take what works from both civilization and bring it in our life. And that goes with all these starseed memories that we have, you know, take what worked, take what, you know, serve us in the highest positive way and apply it in the evolution of life. I do believe that's what I've heard called Project Earth. I think that's really what Earth is all about. We are here to learn how to blend heart and mind, but we've been so stuck in one's got to be right and the other's got to be wrong and which one's more important and, and yeah. instead of just focusing on harmonizing. Good yeah. point. Good stuff. You talk about some great things in the book. You talk about how we can free ourselves from this reincarnation cycle. You talk about how we can manage this 3D, 4D, and 5D energy. You want to speak to that one for a moment? Yes, about the reincarnation cycle. Or the 3D, 3D 40, 40, 5D, whatever, both. <laughs> I think, you know, once we figure it out, the shift from the 3D, 40, 5 into 5D, we will uh, definitely free ourselves from the reincarnation cycle. This is actually the new book that I'm writing about. <laughs> but oh, we talk perfect. about this one. But it, it all... You know, it all shifts together. 3D cycle is the, or 3D life pattern is the survival pattern. And we eventually all lower down into the survival pattern. We have forgotten who we are. We play the game to be the human, let's call it. Yeah. And then we kind of get lost. You know, you play the monopoly and you are the winner. And suddenly you go like, oh gosh, I have this depth and what I'm going to do. And then you forget what it is. And that's what it is. We, you know, we're here to sustain and we had to go into the human body and we fell into the survival cycles. And we know that the survival is enforced or ensured by fears. The fears help you to survive. And we became master of it, all of us. And especially, you know, the star seed, because we are so sensitive and oversensitive. And those fears, anxiety, panics, and so much on, that is the first thing that you feel after your wonderful awakening, when you have that like, oh my God, I made a coming. And then you go like, oh my God, what is happening to me? Mm -hmm. So that comes to the realization, what is happening to you, you have opened a four dimensional energy. I call it the sea of the feelings or ocean of the full of the sharks, the reality you know, <laughs> up there. And they are everywhere. And you go like, okay, if I keep swimming and I find I'll, I'll be brave, I, you know, go to this six heart, I think it's called the, um, the, the compassion of the heart, the compassion, forgiveness, appreciation, acceptance, love, humility, um, bravery. That is the way to get through that four-dimensional energy. The four-dimensional energy is literally just the feelings. It is, you know, and the feeling, it's there very split. Same, there's a, there's a very 
big duality and very big polarity between the bad and the good. And I think it's teaching us that we have a choice. And that is our way out of this reincarnation, the cycle. It's not that tomorrow I'm going to get whisked in the Pleiades. It would be lovely. Don't take me wrong. I would love that. That's true. <laughs> but this is not how they teach me or how I, how I see the way to it. They always go, there's not a shortcut to the enlightenment. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So the four-dimensional energy teaches that we have a choices. You know, the things are happening to every single one of us in life. The things are happening currently in the world that we do not agree and we are split into several kind of, the, you know, the, the groups of the people who believe in this and who believe in that. The ultimate part is that we have a choice how we are going to feel. I may not have a choice where I leave, what I'm going to have for dinner or what it is that I will do tomorrow, but I will have a choice how I'm going to feel about it. And nobody's going to take away that from us. That is the, the beautiful example of the free soul will that we have. And Dr. David Hopkins wrote a wonderful things about it in the book, Letting Go, um, in his book, The Letting Go. And um, so there are many examples. I'm not going to go into that. The point is that it doesn't matter in which situation you are, you have a choice. Once you make a choice, you says, you know what? It doesn't matter how bad it is. I'm going to choose the happiness. See, I don't think that the happiness comes to us as a place like, yay, I'm happy. Happiness is a choice. It is. And gosh, I always thought like the older you get, the easier it gets. And it's not true. Suddenly you ever see, you know, how it really is. And, and our choices, and we can choose if we're going to love our life, love our situation and choose to be happy, choose to work toward that success that we would like to create here and so much on. And there definitely are these uh, hmm, tests, let's call it the tests from our soul family. And this is what makes me sometimes laugh because you have to find a humor in it. They go like, oh, so you want to go to the fifth dimensional energy. You want to have your psychic ability and this beautiful awareness of the things. Well, let's see how bad do you want it. And it's like, you know, there you, you, are sit, you are swimming, you know, in that sea and you're seeing the land. And there are these beautiful beings or ugly green beings who are waiting for you, all benevolent and friendly. And they're just standing here having a cup of tea and you go like, just throw me the, <laughs> the <Bro>. lifeline. <laughs> or just, just help me, you know. And they go like, nah, let's, let's see how you want, want it. It's not a mean thing. It's actually a very benevolent and loving thing because that really show our, I would say, readiness, that show our, um, I don't want to say dedication, but it show what is it that we really want in our life? Do we want to stay in that survival thing and always have somebody who's going to save us? And then we'll be eventually unthankful that they didn't save us, I don't know, in the half of the sea, but they just waited until I can see the land. I could really swim there. I mean, be real, right? That's how we are. And I don't know how they are, how we all are. We all, and I think this is important also to realize, to look at this pattern, to realize, we speak about the three R's, realize, reflect, and reset your patterns. That's, yes. you know, the, the key. So we realize that we all have been there. None of us was raised in the family of wonderful Essenes, like the Jesus Christ, you know, we all had to fight for the survival. Then I realized where I, you know, have been in that uh, kind of the situation and 
how I'm going to do evolve. So if I want to evolve, I'm going to swim there and I'm going to get there and I'll be grateful. I'll be thankful. I find the love for myself, not for them that they waited for me. They don't want that. They want us to find the love for ourselves. Because if I love myself, I will strive for that, toward that evolutionary kind of the energy. And that's the fifth dimensional energy. And once we come there, they will help us to teach us. I mean, the body itself, the fifth dimensional body, we should manage to have in the physical body. Because I think that, you know, we all talk about these aliens and we channel them and Pleiadians and the others. But I think we need to kind of realize that if they, the, the information or the guidance they give us, they need us, the ground crew, crew to carry it through to give it a voice, to give it an action, to carry it in that physical energy of the earth, to create a physical reality on the earth that gives the opportunity to other people to heal their soul and free themselves from this incarnation cycle. If they could do it from that place up there, you know, they would just do whatever we do. We would be here in our oblivious, happy kind of the life. Margarita on the beach would not be that bad, right? And then we go, we go like, oh, this is, this is, this is great. So that's why they share that with us. And a fifth dimensional energy literally means that you are aware of your senses within the body, that you follow the flow, or as my friend says, jet stream, you get the jet stream and you just follow it. Your awareness awaken, your five basic senses will uh, turn into extraordinary senses, which is to smell, taste, sight touch and sound, which we take for granted. It's all built up inside of us that open our sixth sense in a way that we can't even imagine. And get this one, it's gonna open our time traveling abilities. Not, not that we push the button on our chest and we go somewhere, <laughs> but we can much more fluently move in the past timeline and even the future timeline. So we can view what it is that may possibly need to change, how we need to shift ourselves, how we need to work on that soul-mind connection. So we have a Lamutian civilization. I actually <laughs> like that word. <laughs> we invented a word on the show today. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love that. And you know, one of the things that came when I was listening to you is I think sometimes we think that these shifts in awakening are going to be massive. Like we're going to wake up in a completely different state in one day and that's going to be, or the body's going to look so different or, or aliens are going to be in our living rooms or, you know, and I don't think it is that I think it's gradual. I think it's already unfolding. I can relate to all three of those that you said. I think mo there's moments I'm 3d moments. I'm 4d. I've had 5d experiences and it's, this is that fluid time, isn't it? When we're kind of shifting in and out of all of those as we're doing our, our inner work, right? To let go and to ascend. Absolutely. We are that fluctuating between that and we are learning. We are healing our past, you know, finding ourselves that we are not controlled by our emotions, that we can be, you know, have that choice or how, you know, some people call it the become the slave of our emotions and become the masters of them. Yes. And then we, we stay in that fifth dimensional energy. And it's, you know, it's a learning kind of the way. If we would wake up in the morning in a different reality, in a different way or surrounded by aliens, it's not a benevolent kind of the thing. 
if there are, I don't know, 30% of the humanity agreeing, even 40 or 50, and the rest do not, it is against their free will. We can only do that by our free will and right. nothing else. And the, another thing I would like to mention, somebody I was just um, uh, talking with mentioned the Philadelphia experience, which we are very all um, um, familiar with, right? Yes. And I think this is a really good example. If we make a quick jump from one dimension to the higher dimension, so I say from the three to five dimension, it would overwhelm our nervous system. And there will be a lot of issue with the psychosis and the neurological diseases and the problems. So we are moving not only in the consciousness, we are not moving with our soul into another planet tomorrow. We are teaching the body evolve. We are at the evolutionary process. Same like when primates was walking on the floor and then they eventually raised in the walking on the, on the leg, on the, just on the tooth, on the legs. They are literally encoding the light codes into the body. That is body will be fifth dimensional body. So my hope or the vision, how I see it, that let's say some starts right now, but maybe in the 20, 30 years, it will be more normal that the babies will be born into this fifth dimensional body. I mean, cellular bodily energies. And so if we do this jump, there will be, again, the skip in the evolution that would um, weakened nervous system and would cause a lot of physical issues and psychological problems, which is not going to be good for us up there. So that's why we need to take it time. We need to fluctuate. And if you are lucky that you are a young, young person, shall I call them a young person who will have a babies, you know, because I'm definitely beyond the babies. Age. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, so I mean it respectfully uh, to everybody. But if you manage to get yourself with a partner in that fifth dimensional energy, your body will already create cellular structure of the fifth dimensional babies. And then all you have to just to help them to adjust to it. So their body will not be programmed by the fears. Uh, we still, you know, will have some to, to have, help us to survive, but it will be different. And I think that's what start creating this golden age, where we have these lovely star seeds that are coming into this soul, mind, consciousness, body, be supported by the soul, mind, consciousness, centered family. I mean, maybe that is what we call the heaven on earth or that connection between the energy. That's the Lamutians. It's <laughs> <laughs> root for them. <laughs> right oh i love that it's so true we've got to take the body and it's not it, it can't do it just overnight it can't and yeah. and how do we do that it's it's yes it's doing our inner work but it's also changing the foods changing what we drink changing what we eat changing what we do it's it's completely redoing our habits and those take time to reprogram into the body because we become what we usually do. So there's lots of changes going on for all of us right now. And we just need to remember all the beautiful reasons for doing it. Your book is a great motivator. You Thank talk you. about all the different star seeds too. I like the way you broke it down. You had, you had three of them in the remember section and those were Andromeda, Pleiades and Sirius. And then you had another section after that that was Centaurus. I don't think I'm going to say this one right. Epsilon Eridani. Yes. Did I get do. it right? Say it right. And Lyra. So what's the difference between the first three and remembering and then the ones after that? Do you want to explain that a little bit? So the first 
three group and they literally came to me in the group of trees. It was fascinating. And it's not that I would pick them. They pick, I guess, me to write about them. Yeah. And the first three are the most common star nations that we are connected with, that people feel connected to. Pleiadians, who are the soul healers, Syrians, who have Akashic records in their planets, especially planet B, and Andromedians, who are phenomenal healers. And um, the dolphins, um, whales come from their world, even though they are founded in another planet that is like that, that way. Those were, I think, the first three original families who came here to the Earth. They were the original, let's say, Lemurians. I would say started with Pleiadians and they added there. So um, before we came to the Lemuria, we trained in the Pleiades. Not all of them trained there after us, but I would say almost everybody who came to Lemuria went through this a boot camp in the Pleiades who teach them about the earth and so much on. And then the shortcuts came later on. And that's where the Atlanteans came <laughs> and so much on. And I don't mean it in a bad way. So when we remember them, we remember the soul energy. We remember the healing. So Pleiades, the soul energy, we remember that bodily connection that even they had a body that they had to sustain, they had to feed, they had to heal. It's not that they were just pure light, right? Like without the physical body. Right. And the Syrians, Syrians combined the mind and the soul energy. So they already had that, you know, beautiful teaching of the both pathways to Gata. Then the other three star nations came more in that Lemur, uh, Atlantinian time, Lyran, Epsilon, Eridani, and Centaurus. And they are more, I would say, the mind-centred. The, they, they do have both half and half. The Lyrans would have this, you know, the uh, feline star nations and the humanoids would be half and half, but they definitely have been a distraction. And have been destruction in their planet. Uh, Atlantis ended up into the destructions. Lemurians, are, I'm sorry, Lemurians. the Lyrans are who literally do introduce the technology and artificial intelligence. Then they need to have a core group who gets them, who understands them, and who helps them to, um, I would say, to see what happened and negotiate, you know, how we're going to maybe use it somewhere else. So the planets would be like, no, let's just connect to the senses, and it's going to be okay. And the Lydans would be like, well, I don't have an automatic vacuum to clean your house instead of doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. For example. And so there comes these Epsilon Eridanis who are and uh, amazing negotiators who can sort of look and says, let's say between the Pleiadians and the Lyrans, and they says, look, there's a need for the both of it. How do we connect it one with the other? How are we going to look at this, you know, the science of the heart and how do we make it work as a collective instead of just be one with the other? And the Centaurians, I very much compare to the it's not a compare, but they have that healing energy like Andromedians. They are the hybrids. And since the hybridization program was brought down to the earth, there's so much to learn from them. And they master it in a really good way in their world. The Lydans did it pretty good in the Centaurus. So from them, they are maybe closer to our teaching of how to evolve and how to be the humans, how to you know sort of learn it 
to study from the beginning and the middle and to the end in the good way without the destruction. Does that make sense? It does. And I loved, so the Lyrans were also known as the Anunnaki. And I loved, I want to read a couple of short paragraphs that yes, you wrote. Please. And this is from channeling the Lyrans about the fall. Actually, this is about the fall. This mm -hmm. is about where it all went wrong. All were natural leaders. It is encoded in our DNA, like survival and reproduction is encoded in yours. The more our intellect developed, the smarter we became and the more technology we craved. In the end, failure was unavoidable. Too afraid to embrace unconditional love and look for solutions, we put others of our kind on the path to destruction. Looking back, our problem was that we lacked a heart-mind connection. When you live only from the heart, parentheses, soul, or only from the mind, you create disharmony because these two are twin flames in this universe. Eventually, we have learned that the best leader's success strives from a soul-mind union. I have never heard it put better. I believe that's what we're all trying to embody in skin. Perfectly put, as easy as it is to say, oh, the Anunnaki were bad and whatever, the Lyrans were bad. If we can get past bad and good, I believe what we have been harmonizing as a planet or learning through polarities all this time, it all lives inside of us in our DNA. We are all of that. And if we can harmonize it within ourselves, and as you say, ascend within our bodies, that is how we create heaven on earth. Instead of trying to get back to where we came from, we came here for a reason, right? Let's get excited yes. about that again. Yes, I think that's what we need to do. That's very well said, excited about that, about that again. Because many of us are burned out and tired. So yes, I know. To get excited, <laughs> you know, about all of that. And I, the interesting thing about the Lion and Lions was they were the last nation that I wrote about. And I kind of like, uh, I, I don't know, I didn't feel that first. And then one day it felt like they just landed in the spaceship in my backyard. Not that I would <laughs> see them in my eyes. And I was like, okay, you are ready. And that's what it is from that 3D to 4D to 5D. Let go of the judgment. Find a neutral way. Because I says, you know what? Let's write about the neutral way. There's a lot of judgment up there. And yes, we can spend another thousand of years to pointing up the fingers. But you know what? They all were, we all, it doesn't matter on the which side we were. If we were the Anunnaki who may have been the darkest of the darkest or the good ones, because we know there was a good ones and the bad ones. Right. We all go into the same place. Yes. And we all have land. And I think that in a way, we may not want to hear that, but we all crave that experience. And for some reason, we all have to come to that conclusion that the harmony is the way how we be done with the earth, how we be done maybe with this universe. Maybe that's all what was a landing in this universe. We came here, we harmonized our soul with the mind and we had experiences. And perhaps one day when we all have that experience, uh, we'll be up there 
And we know that there are several kind of the universes. Maybe this universe is that twin flame harmony that is within us. And then we can find our twin flames out there. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Perfectly put. I love the book. Again, it's activate your activating your cosmic DNA. It's just coming out. This is perfect timing for us to be doing this. I'm so excited for its launch. You even share your story in the book as well, which is, is great. Uh, you have a beautiful story. We've all had hardships, as you say. It's, it's about what do we do with that? What did we came here to do? Getting refocused on yeah. kind of shaking that stuff off and moving forward. And what are we here to do? I think we are here to do to create a way of life and to show the others that we can turn all our suffering into empowerment. We can, if we can raise from our hoods, our victimhood, our anger, our need to be right and need for the justice and turn it into this empowerment and says, look, I can live through this. And doesn't matter, you know, we know the stories what happened. And if I can find a way of life that is filled with love and happiness, anybody else can be inspired to walk that way as well. And I think that will make us the better being that shows, you know, the, the hope for the future. Because Earth's going to be here a thousand years from now yet. And I do believe that. And it's in a pretty good shape. And they are showing a different way of life. Perhaps that how Lyrans in a way says, we are all natural leaders and we all are. And if we find that harmony, we create a way of life with harmony. And if you look into all the ancient teachings in the thousands of years back, that's all they talk about. Yes, it's not yes. about, you know, how I can manifest the apple in the hand. <laughs> I would like that. Don't take me wrong. How I walk through the wall and do all these magical yeah. things. But I it's not the, the point, right? <laughs> but no, all it is about uh, learn to be in the control of your emotions, learn to stabilize your mind, transform your ego into the mind, create an inspiring way of life that others will follow. If you change yourself, you change the world, as the Gandhi said. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm... I just recently read in its entirety messages from the hollow earth on this same YouTube channel. And so if you haven't checked it out, go hear the entire story. It's beautiful. And I'm reminded of the ending of it where it said, you know, we're going to be able to look back one day and say, I was there. I was there for the magic time when earth ascended and I did it in a body. And that's, this is such a gift to be here for this. It is definitely, as you says, I was there and I would say the most empowering thing is what you says, I was able to do it in the body. And they would say, what? In that, yes. like, you know, I always compare it to the car. In that old car <laughs> that you were driving? <laughs> what? When we have this electric floating things, you know, solar powered and you did in that and they go like, wow. Yeah. You know, we, we bow down to you. <laughs> That's, yeah. In bodies that felt and smelled and tasted and sensed every moment of it. That's yeah. the gift. That's yeah. Yeah. That is the gift. And uh and it's beautiful. And then there will be those others, you know, who will come and we will be up there telling our story and they will be, oh my God, the earth sounds like a dream. <laughs> and we go like, 
oh, you, you may like to read the fine prints. <laughs> and they go like, oh, no, I'm signing up. How, for how many thousands of uh-huh. years I can sign up? And they go like, think about it twice. It was good, but, you know, it builds the character. <laughs> but read the fine prints. So there will be those who will, you know, eventually come or we may go to the other plants to do it. But it is a it is a beautiful way. That's what we are here. We need to find who we are and realize how that old ancient alien that you are, the lovely old soul, will fit into 21st century body, how it will be normal and how will be create a way of life that is inspiring for the others to become multidimensional being. That's a great parting thought. I think we'll wrap it up there. Time has flown as it always does when we connect, but thank you for your time. Thank you for all the ways that you share this wisdom with us when we really need it most. Thank you, Eva. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you for who you are and what you are doing. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Mario, for doing the technology in the background. He's our silent support that keeps all of this going. So thank you for that. Thank you, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for joining us, listening, watching. However you're joining us, let us know what you think at journeyofpossibilities.com. And we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities 